Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe officially on season two of KJV Cafe, where we are going to walk through the entire Bible. Yes, that is, uh, wow, quite a task, isn't it? But it's one I believe uh, the Lord is going to see us through uh, if uh, the Lord tarries. Amen. Uh, And if it's his will, he will see us through. And that really is a great starting point to looking at Genesis 1-1. And today we're just going to look at Genesis 1-1. Some episodes we may tackle multiple verses. I've already thought about Leviticus, Deuteronomy, some of these uh, laws or some of the genealogies. Some of those days we may tackle some uh, verses in bulk as we go through. But today we're just in one verse What a powerful verse. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, that is such a powerful way to start scripture. Uh, As we pick up our Bible, as we open it to the uh, Old Testament, as we look at the very first uh, um, verse in scripture from the very first book, what, what can we tell here? You know, wh- what is the uh, maybe larger message? Well, God wants us to know that he made all things. And, it, you know, it, the beginning of the Bible isn't necessarily saying, oh, this is God's top priority. But I think there is something to be said about the real estate that's afforded to here. That like the casual person, you know, the casual Bible reader, say like that person in a hotel that would open the drawer and see a Gideon Bible in there and pick it up. And from my understanding, it's Gideon Bible is pretty similar to, to KJV. Uh, they pick it up and they open it and they say, well, let's see what the first uh, book says. Let's see what the first verse says. And then they find this verse, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And so we see here that God is ha- helping us to understand time as we know it, And help us to understand that in his book, it is starting at the beginning of time as we know it, and it's showing us a truth about who God is. And who is he? He is the creator of heaven and earth. Amen. And so we know that God resides in heaven. Specifically, the Bible says that God resides in the third heaven. Uh, That would be, if we're looking at the sky uh, where the birds are, that's the first heaven as the Bible refers to it. The second heaven would be where the stars are, outer space, as we would call it in modern day language. And the third heaven is above that. And that's where God the Father resides. Also, Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father uh, right now. So he's up there too. And the Holy Spirit here is living within us. And we also know that God goes to and fro. He's a spirit. He goes throughout the whole earth. He sees everything. He knows everything. And he's the creator of all things. And God wants us to know that first and foremost. And an important thing to think about when it comes to God creating the heaven and the earth is to think about his sovereignty. You know, that idea of sovereign, right? And and I pronounce it maybe not great. It's really more like sovereign, rain, right? 
S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N. So the word is S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N. S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N. I didn't do that backwards. S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N. Okay, you get it. But rain like a ruler would be raining. Not the rain outside, friend, but like a ruler would be raining. The definition of sovereign, uh, possessing supreme or ultimate power. Okay, a supreme ruler. That is who God is. Now, I want to bring this up to modern day life. When you think about your life, do you put God in a box? Do you limit God's powers? Or are you at terms with, are you having the understanding, are you living out a faith that puts God as the supreme ruler of the heavens and earth, of the whole universe? You know, most people don't. We see that when people want to play games and talk about a billion years ago, like they were here or that like carbon dating's perfect or something, or people want to play games and talk about the big bang, like that could create nothing or have something create nothing from nothing. It makes no sense. Okay. The world is full of intelligent design cues here, there, and everywhere. So most people are not putting God as uh, supreme ruler, creator, the one that, that made everything, the author of the earth, of the heavens, of life. That's God. Amen. He is sovereign. And in John 1, the Bible tells us not only is he sovereign, but Jesus Christ is the one that did the creating, that all things were made by him and for him, and without him, nothing was made. That Jesus Christ... And that's my paraphrase. I wasn't looking at the verse, but Jesus Christ, he made everything. And so now we're learning that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we're learning that Jesus Christ is the one that created everything that we can see and the things that we can't see. And that we understand that God is in full control. And that should relieve us of so many burdens that we bear. You know, anxiety, I read a great quote, and I don't remember it exactly, but anxiety often comes about when we try to take things into our hands that are rightfully God's. And so when we put them back into God's hands, who is the creator of all things, then we can say, you know what? You know, we shouldn't be anxious about this. We shouldn't be anxious about this or that. I mean, God himself is the creator of all things. And in the beginning, he made everything. And think about this. In the beginning of time, he made heaven and earth, okay? How about this, time as we know it at least? But in the beginning of your life, he created you. He knew you when you were in the womb. He created you. He knows you. Think about that. That is who God is. He's a personal God. And we'll get right back to it after this break. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Yeah, we're so fancy here. We've got a middle break for now. I don't know if that'll stay in there because I'm long-winded, amen? But uh, look, get this. God's sovereign. He created everything. Without him was nothing created. And he's in full control, even though things seem out of control. And I've, I heard a great message I think it was Alistair Begg years ago, uh, preaching on, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was Ruth, amen, and uh, the book of Ruth, um, and uh, that whole, uh, what was going on during that scenario uh, would not have looked like things were in control, but God was in control, 
amen, of all things. And there's so many more examples. The shepherds, just getting through the holiday season, God was in control. He intentionally chose those shepherds to go be the first ones to go see Jesus and to witness, be the first witnesses. God was in control, even though it looked may have looked odd because shepherds at that time, as I understand it, were not valued in society. Um, you know, the disciples that the Lord chose, you know, those were intentional. Amen. On and on and on. We see God in full control when things in the world often look out of control. And I want to bring you to Psalm 8. Psalm 8 helps us to understand Genesis 1-1. We're always trying to take scripture and look at it in the light of other scripture. So Psalm 8, uh, the psalmist writes, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. That would be that third heaven. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens... The work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? And then verse 5 says, For thou hast made him a little lower than angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Verse 6, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And we're going to get to dominion in a later episode. But for now, it's good to think about how David's writing in the Psalms about how God is so incredible to create all things. And again, people may think, okay, yeah, so, duh, of course, I knew that. But are we really meditating on that? David was. He wrote it as a psalm. As I understood, the psalms were meant to be sung and to be played in, in, in musical format um, as, as forms of praise. And so are we able to go to God in praise for his great creation and, oh, by the way, how he has ordained man to be really high up in the creation. We are made in the image of God. He has great love and care for us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be saved. He has great love for us. He cares for us. He's given us dominion, which again, we'll talk about in a later episode, but that's a huge deal that we have power over all of these things. Amen. And all of these animals and and, and all kinds of life in the earth, we have power over all of it. You know, that shows God's love towards us, and we should reciprocate that love with acknowledgement of his power, right? Acknowledgement of the place that he's given us. As David said, you know, what is man, right? You know, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? I mean, you look at the heavens, you look at the stars, you know, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll see a big, huge um, mountainscape, right? If we're driving back from Tennessee uh, there, I think it was I-40, you know, and you're, you're driving, um, let's see, uh, east, I don't know, I don't know, but we're driving to North Carolina. Okay, how about that? I think it was East and um, man, you just see that mountainscape and you see how huge it is and you think God made that. And yet he minds us. You, know, you see a massive ocean or river, you know, and you see the powerful waters. Our eldest just went to go see Niagara Falls this uh, week with relatives. And you think of Niagara Falls and say, God made that. The power in God to make that is the same power God has used to not only make us, but to make us have dominion over that. 
I mean, that's incredible to think of who God is, and he is worthy of our praise. And so as we start this through the Bible journey uh, from Genesis 1 to the very last book of Revelation, as we start it, let's make sure we keep it about God, praise for God, about him sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and about us understanding at a deeper level, who God is. Because I'm guilty of this. Many people are guilty of this. You open up Genesis 1-1, you read, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and you move right on to the next verse. But wouldn't it be great to just sit there for a minute and ponder what that means that God created the heaven and the earth, and you know how important that is. I mean, when you think about uh, you know, when I truly first really like nailed home, okay, I believe in God. Uh, I was a freshman in college. They make you take uh, astronomy. And I was a terrible astronomy student. You know, and my teacher was like, oh man, like you, whoa, you need like extra, extra help to pass this class. Wasn't my strongest performance as a student for sure. But I remember him outlining how the planets all align and how the stars align and, and the importance and the degree to which the sun was able to warm the earth and so forth and how the moon worked and how all of these things were in such a precision. And immediately in my mind, I just said, okay, God's real. He's real because that is no accident. You know, the, 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 the sky, the, the Bible were to be firmament, right? The, the, all of it, the space, it testifies to God's brilliant creation, to his brilliance. Uh, God is in the details, amen. That old saying, the devil's in the details. No, God is in the details. You know, God is the original engineer, amen, the original designer, the original architect of everything that we see. And yet we go around and lollygag and we worry about this and we might covet that and we may, uh, you know, have a problem with so-and-so without ever considering that God made the heavens and the earth, and that is, my friend, proof of his great power. And if he could do that, he surely can keep you till the appointed time. Amen. And all that means is that we need to continue to trust God. If you haven't been saved, you must put your faith and your trust in God and Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But once you're saved, simply hold fast to these truths that he loves you that he created all things, that he's given you dominion over so much, and that we simply need to acknowledge him and give him the praise that he is so, so due. I mean, I don't hear a lot of preaching on this verse, and, and there you go, because we need to give him the praise that he is due. He's overdue for this praise. So please, please give him the praise today for creating heaven and earth. Tune in next time as we get to the next verse in Genesis 1. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless, and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.